on into Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where, of course, it is your team every day. A lot to catch up on after the long holiday weekend for Memorial Day. Hopefully, you guys all had a great weekend. We are back with our full-length shows. A lot to catch up on. We'll talk BYU baseball, men's and women's track and field. Also, even some BYU football news. Of course, we are 93 days away from the holy war between BYU and Utah. We'll do our player countdown. Of course, some BYU basketball news with Jake Toulson's addition to the roster, official now. So plenty to catch up on on a Tuesday edition of the show. Let's get going. Just a reminder for you before we get going, that today's show is brought to you by our good friends at Hotels.com. We'll tell you about them here in a moment. And also our good friends at the Himalaya Podcast app. Our podcast is available on all major podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and also the Himalaya Podcast app. Fantastic new feature and always adding new features guess to Himalaya. Personally curated playlists made just for you by our expert podcast tastemakers. You also can do themed collections of shows to help with podcast discovery. You can find everything from comedy to mystery, thrillers, and sports, where of course you can find us right here on Locked on Cougars. All right, let's get going. This is Locked on Cougars for May 28th, 2019. Hi guys, I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, resident BYU insider, and I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for joining me on a Tuesday. Hopefully you guys all had a great Memorial Day weekend, whether you got out of town or had a staycation, decided to stay in town like I did. Hopefully you had some fun. I was out on the golf course yesterday having a great time with some family members, and it's a good time to relax a little bit, and hopefully you guys all had the same kind of weekend that I did just recharged and ready to go but a lot to catch up on on today's edition of Locked on Cougars let's start off with some big time disappointment and that is the news that BYU baseball their season is over after being swept out of the West Coast Conference Tournament losing their first two games and dropping out of the double double elimination format they have been left out of the NCAA Tournament field they're not one of the 64 teams in the NCAA Tournament and I have to say I'm a little bit disappointed in the NCAA selection committee because they didn't select a lot of teams from the Western United States. I believe only one West Coast Conference team, Loyola Marymount, who won the WCC title, is in uh, the NCAA tournament. So kind of disappointing to see BYU left out after winning the regular season title in the West Coast Conference. But Mike Littlewood, as we played on the podcast last week, warned that if BYU did not win a game or two in the West Coast Conference tournament, make it to that championship round, he felt like they were very much on the edge. Their RPI had dropped 10 spots into the 40s, and despite having a national ranking of number 24, it didn't help them at all. So they are out, their season is over, and it's very disappointing if you're a BYU baseball fan, all things considered with their season that they had. It's just you look at it and you say, well, why in the world weren't they included in the NCAA tournament field? But Littlewood said that if they kind of let them let themselves up to chance, there's a big opportunity the NCAA would pass them over due to the fact that they don't play on Sundays. They'd have to move up uh, a series or a, a regional a day potentially to accommodate BYU, and they weren't willing to do it. So there's kind of the 
the downside of some of the stuff that BYU deals with when it comes to NCAA tournaments and the like. But BYU baseball out. Uh, BYU men's golf did make the NCAA championships, but man, did they have a rough weekend. Uh, they finished in 30th place. That might that is actually last place the NCAA national championships after the stroke play edition of the tournament. BYU, of course, uh, started their uh, started their tournament a day early, playing their third round on uh, Thursday while other teams are playing their practice rounds, which would count as their Sunday score. BYU finished with a final round score of 938, which is 74 over 40 stroke, 46 strokes outside the score needed to finish in the top eight spots and qualify for the match play round of the tournament. Oklahoma State finished with a three, three-day total of 12 under at 852. So BYU finishing way, way back. Unfortunate that BYU couldn't finish the season on a higher note. They had a good season all in all, winning two tournaments, seven other top five finishes, but this was not the way you wanted to go out. Brock Stanger led BYU, finishing in a tie for 110th place at 17 over. So the big dogs, Peter Quest, 129th, Rhett Rasmussen finishing at 143rd. Just not a good tournament for BYU men's golf overall. Uh, BYU finished 24th at Nationals last year, so rough go for BYU in men's golf and baseball, but on the bright side, BYU men's and women's track and field had a great showing in their own right. 21 total entries into the NCAA championships coming up uh, this coming weekend. A great season for BYU men's and women's track and field. Of course, both of them ranked in the top 15 nationally. Uh, BYU had six guys alone in the 10,000 meters to qualify for the NCAA championship. So Ed Stones uh, got a great uh, team. He said it was a perfect ending to what was a really a perfect meet in the NCAA's uh, West preliminaries, according to the release sent out by BYU Sports Information. He said Ricky Fantroy Jr. coming through in the triple jump really shows that people rise up when given the opportunity. The coaches did a great job getting the athletes ready for this meet. It is the best first round that we've come to, and it bodes well for the NCAA championships. Uh, Fantroy Jr. jumped a career best 51 feet .25 inches to obtain the final qualifying spot in the triple jump. It's actually his best finish ever. Moves him on to number eight all-time at BYU at the record board. So a great showing for men's and women's track and field. Uh, They're going to have a bunch of athletes down there at the NCAA championships. And I think they should have an opportunity to win the NCAA championships because you've got multiple athletes on both sides of the things, particularly on the men's side. I believe they're the third most qualifiers for the NCAA championships. And I would expect that BYU We'll have a big opportunity uh, to go out and show some things. So let's run down who did qualify for the NCAA championships. Andrew Stapleton-Johnson, who's just been a fantastic high jumper, uh, cleared 5 feet 10.3, and 3 quarters inches to finish in fifth. She's headed to Austin, Texas for the NCAA championships. Uh, also, Whitney Orton uh, qualified. Olivia Hoge was in the mix as well as Kate Hunter in the 1500 meters for BYU. So I just, I think the biggest thing I can say, I don't know, maybe you guys don't want to hear all the names I run down here, but it's a big opportunity for all these athletes now to go Austin, Texas, where it'll be hot, of course. Austin's very muggy this time of year, but it's a big opportunity for BYU to go show what they can do. And I'm excited to see what they can do with the NCAA championships. I think Erica Burke Jarvis kind of embodies what's going on with BYU men's and women's track and field. Uh, she broke her fifth 
school record uh, by winning the steeplechase uh, at the NCAA West preliminaries. Just incredible to see what Burke Jarvis has been able to do. She uh, went, won the 3,000-meter steeplechase in 9 minutes, 42.54 seconds to break the BYU record and advance the NCAA championships. She's already broken school records in the indoor mile, the indoor 3,000 meters, indoor distance medley relay, and the outdoor 5,000 meters. So just truly incredible what she is doing on the track right now. And it just kind of embodies what's going to, what I think BYU is going to take to the NCAA championship. So another mixed bag of results, very bitter ending to the season for both men's golf and the baseball programs where baseball just got left out and it's unfortunate, but I think it was a great season overall for BYU men's baseball. Congratulations to Mike Littlewood on a bounce back year. I know they would have liked to continue playing, but going 36 and 17, winning the regular season title in the West Coast Conference with a 19 and 8 conference record. I think that's a great showing all the way around. Men's golf will try, will try and retool. Of course, they've got a lot of great athletes joining the program coming up in their recruiting class. So I would expect they're going to be a contender to make it back to the to the NCAA championships next year and have a better showing, we hope. So there you go. Rundown on what happened this weekend. And I think it was a good weekend all in all for the men's and women's track and field teams but like I said a bitter disappointment of an end to the season for the men's golf and track uh, men's golf and also baseball programs seeing their seasons end in ignominious fashion hopefully I pronounced that correctly but we'll see what happens coming up in the this coming week with men's and women's track and field and here's hoping they have a great showing all right, we will step aside here, come back on the other side. Need to talk about some BYU basketball news. Of course, get to our player countdown today. Talking about Bracken L. Bakri, defensive tackle for BYU, guy who really burst on the scene a year ago. We'll talk about him next. A reminder for you guys before we go, though, the Himalaya podcast app is fantastic. It's free just like this podcast. You can download any of the major podcast, any major app stores, excuse me. So go to the app store if you're using an iTunes or an iPhone. You can also so go to the Google Play Store and download it though. Download it there. It's super easy to use. It has every single podcast you love or are searching for, including this one, the Locked On Cougars podcast, and the entire Locked On Podcast Network. Uh, you can follow your favorite shows and creators there. You can do a really simple thing. You can like whatever podcast you like. You like and comment. So I'll give them just a little thumbs up and comment on individual episodes. I know I ask you guys to subscribe, rate, and review the show. You can do that on Himalaya as well. But you all, individual episodes. If you like one more than the other, you give it a thumbs up, and that helps us out with that episode in particular. So some some great features when it comes to the Himalaya podcast app. And a reminder for you guys, when you do get in your car, you're driving around, plug in your smart device and tell it, play podcast Locked on Cougars. That way you always stay up to date with all the latest news in BYU sports. This is the Locked on Cougars podcast. We'll have more in a moment. Welcome back to Locked On Cougars. A reminder for you guys to subscribe, rate, and review the show, especially if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. That five-star review is worth its weight in gold. It takes but a moment to do it, and I thank you guys for taking the time in advance to do that. Uh, thanks again for joining us on a Tuesday edition of the show. I'm Jay Catch. Thanks for joining me on this Tuesday edition of the podcast. And if you're new to the show, our goal is to be the daily podcast, your daily source for all things BYU news. This will be our last week uh, for the summer. Well, not really 
I guess before the summer, but last week for about a month or two before we go back to an everyday format. We'll go to three days a week starting next week, and we'll carry that on probably through June and July before BYU kicks up with uh, fall camp and the, with football, and then we'll go back to an everyday format, just kind of getting that out there early. So this week we'll have shows all week long, and then starting next week, beginning of June, we'll go with a three-day-a-week format. If we need to go with the fourth or fifth day every week, happy to do it. It's just a necessitation of how much news there is out there, and we'll make sure to have you covered. Of course, we'll have special editions when, of course, BYU Football Media Day comes up the middle of next month, but plenty to cover. All right, let's cover some of the other news that happened in BYU sports over the weekend. Uh, Jake Toulson, the graduate transfer, of course, former Cougar who went to UVU and went on to be WAC Player of the Year this past year, officially is joining the BYU basketball program, the 6'5". The basketball program, excuse me, the six foot five guard uh, is an honorable mention AP All American a year ago. Graduated earlier this month from UVU. Had to wait until he graduated before he officially could transfer to BYU, but he is in the mix. In the release sent out by the school, of course, head coach Mark Pope was was excited. He said, "I'm out of my mind hyped. I've been incredibly blessed to have the honor of coaching Jake Toulson for the last several years. I've watched him grow from the young player to one of the most efficient offensive threats in the country, as one of the most." highly sought after grad transfers in America Jake turned on the likes of Duke and Virginia to come here and put on a BYU uniform as the reigning WAC player of the year and an All-American and most importantly a great teammate and leader Jake is going to leave his mark at BYU in the locker room in the classroom in the community and on the court I think it's going to be exciting to have Jake Toulson in the mix at BYU he averaged a team best 15.7 points by at but also adding 4.5 rebounds and 2.3 assists while leading UVU to a 25-10 and 10 record a year ago. The Gilbert, Arizona native, was one of the most efficient shooters in the country last season. He shot 53.7% from the field, 44.8% from three-point range, and 85% from the free-throw line. Those numbers, if he continues that on at BYU, he's going to have a great year in BYU's offensive system. I'm excited to see what he can do. I think he immediately becomes one of the favorites to be BYU's leading scorer next season, just with some of the Darth of other proven options. I know TJ Hawes is a guy who will be expected to contribute quite a bit, but TJ can be a facilitator. That's one of the best facets about his game is his ability to morph his game to fit with his teammates and I'm excited to see what Jake Toulson can do in a BYU uniform so he is officially a member of the BYU basketball program and I think they're going to benefit greatly from having him on board. Of course uh, it's day number 93 of with BYU's countdown towards uh, the Holy War, but BYU also announced last week that the date and time for the 2019 SoFi Hawaii Bowl was announced. It'll be on Christmas Eve, its traditional slot at 6 o'clock Mountain Time. You can go spend Christmas in the islands if you want to go support the Cougars if they're bowl eligible. They'll be slotted to play in the SoFi Hawaii Bowl, barring them making the college football playoff. Expected to take on an AAC team out of the American Athletic Conference. I think it'll be an exciting time. Uh, BYU uh, will be playing in the 18th edition of the Hawaii Bowl, which was first played on December 25th, 2002. Uh, BYU actually played once before in a bowl in Hawaii. They played in the Aloha Bowl in 1992 on Christmas Day in Honolulu. So it's an exciting time for a BYU football fan. Getting to Hawaii in December, it's a great time of year to go. So exciting times for BYU football. And with 93 days, 
days until the Holy War to kick off the BYU football season. Of course, we wanted to highlight Bracken L. Bakri, a six foot three, two hundred ninety-two pound defensive tackle, the junior from Cottonwood Heights, Utah, served a mission for the Church of Jesus Christ in Dallas, Texas. Uh, prepped at Brighton High School before joining BYU. He was a walk-on. A year ago, had a breakout season, finishing with a total of 24 total tackles, added one sack. A guy that during fall camp just kept popping up on the media's radar. We kept seeing him play well, practice in, every practice. He was practice in, practice out. I know game in, game out is kind of the, more of the colloquial term there, but he just stood out every practice. We wondered, okay, is this guy really going to be a contributor for BYU football? And that's exactly what he went on to do. And it was awesome to see him break out like that. He's going to remain a defensive tackle. He'll very much be in the mix for a starting role with BYU. I would expect that he does get his fair share of starts in 2019. After playing well a year ago, of course, his older brother, uh, Braden, was a standout fullback for BYU. Bracken has spent time on the offensive side of the ball when BYU had running back injuries during the 2017 season. He lined up a fullback. He's not unfamiliar with that because he played that position in high school, but at defensive tackle, man, Bracken L. Bakery, he is relentless. He is he's motivated. I've said it before, and I'll say it again, that if he... Um, is looking for something to do after his football career is over. He's got the charisma, the personality, I think, to be a professional wrestler. A lot of defensive linemen in the collegiate ranks do make that transition to playing, uh, not to playing, to uh, performing in professional wrestling. I think Brackenell Bakri, if he wanted to pursue it, he'd have to do some things to pursue it a little bit. But every time you talk to him, he has got an outsized personality and it's awesome to talk to him. He's one of my favorite interviews on the BYU football team. Always upbeat, always uh, positive. And the guy, the way his uh, personality reminds me, and I don't mean it in a bad way, is Rob Gronkowski, of course, the former New England t- uh, Patriots tight end, the All-Pro, the future Hall of Famer. Just a big-time personality, all kinds of charisma. That's what Bracken L. has, in addition to being a great player on the football field, a great contributor. Uh, plays bigger than he's listed at six foot three, 292 pounds. He's not the most impressive athlete. We detailed Kairos Tonga on Sunday in our special short uh, highlighting him. Kairos got more of the natural gifts for the position, but Bracken L. Bakri gets every, every ounce of he he puts every ounce that he has in him onto the field every play, and that's awesome to see. So Brackenell Bakery number ninety three, counting us down towards the Holy War. It'll be day number ninety two tomorrow. It's going to be here before you know it, everybody. We're excited. It's going to be a fun time to be a BYU football fan again. Kicking off the season with the Holy War ninety three days away, and today's highlight highlighted player is defensive tackle Brackenell Bakery. All right, we'll take a time out here. Come back on the other side. Catch up on everything else in BYU sports news a couple of things to run down for you schedule wise this week etc we'll catch up on all that next today's show brought to you by our good friends at hotels.com don't hate like your friends trip on social media book your own with hotels.com and get rewarded basically everywhere hotels.com be there do that get rewarded more in a moment this is locked on cougars
As we wrap up today's edition of Locked On Cougars, I want to thank you guys once again for taking the time to download the show. It's a pleasure to bring this to you guys each and every day. I know a lot of people have asked me, how do you come up with topics each day? Well, really, it's all just a matter of paying attention to what's going on in BYU sports. That's what I do for my day job with the Zone Sports Network very heavily. And it's a pleasure just to talk BYU sports with you guys each day. Still looking, if you guys want to co-host the show, we've had a couple of uh, guest hosts over the last week or so. If you guys would like to co-host the show, I'm happy to have you guys come in and join me. You don't need to be living in the Philippines like Glenn Lumen was. Happy to have you guys here along the Wasatch Front join me. If you're living in the United States, period, we can do it via Skype, etc. Love to have you guys on board. In terms of the BYU schedule this week, in terms of sports, you're hoping to have some more BYU golf early this week, but that's not happening. The men's baseball regional's not happening later this week, so our only hope this week is men's and women's track and field. Uh, That'll be taking place a week from now, June 5th through the 8th at the NCAA NCAA Outdoor Track and Field Championships in Austin, Texas at Mike A. Myers Track and Soccer Stadium. So that's the thing we got up next on BYU's radar when it comes to sports. Outside of that, the season's essentially over for BYU sports. We are off until early August when women's uh, soccer gets going as well as BYU football. So the summer is here in many ways, shapes, or forms, and here's hoping that men's and women's track and field can send BYU sports out on a high note as we head uh, towards the offseason. Like I said, we'll go to a three-day-a-week format starting next week. If we need to add a fourth or fifth show each week, happy to do that, but it'll be uh, kind of the format for June and July is to go to three days a week, have a little more time to collect information, make sure we, that we have comprehensive shows, but also we're not scrambling for topics and you guys aren't sitting here listening to me ram ramble endlessly like i normally do so uh, we'll have some fun with that. But let's run down a thing real quick before we go here is Mark Pope uh, was the subject of a great feature by Seth Davis of The Athletic, and I thought it was awesome. Uh, Mark Pope, of course, the new head coach of BYU basketball, talked about his time playing professionally, Larry Bird cutting him loose, and Larry Bird had tears in his eyes cutting him loose. Uh, he says that he embraces discomfort. Uh, Pope, of course, the famous story of him dropping out of medical school at Columbia, one of the top schools in the United States. States period, one of the better medical schools anywhere in his fourth year to go and take a director of basketball operations role. It set him on a course now to where he is the head coach at BYU. And I think it's pretty impressive what Mark Pope has been willing to do. Uh, He's been a guy that he says he loves, quote, chasing discomfort. And he understands that BYU is going to have some built-in advantages, but also some disadvantages. We've detailed those in in particular here on this podcast a fair amount. There's plenty to uh, dissect when it comes to BYU basketball, the things that Mark Pope can and can't do as the head coach at BYU. Can he get BYU over the hump? Can he get them to the same level and compete with Gonzaga? There are so many different things that go into it, but it was an awesome feature to see this in The Athletic. Of course, you have to have a a subscription to read the column. I I do subscribe to The Athletic. I find it worth my money. That's that's just me. I'm not going to tell you guys to go out and subscribe to anything. One of the great formats of this of podcasting like this one is, is there's, there's no subscription free fee. There's no fees for it. It's free. You can listen to it anytime you want on demand. And that's what I love about this. But there's other stuff that costs money. And I feel like The Athletic, in my mind, I really enjoy 
uh, reading the stuff here. And this was a great feature that Seth Davis did. He made the trek out to Provo to meet with Mark Pope, talked to him a lot about his background growing up in Washington, uh, going to Kentucky, transferring, uh, going to Washington, then transferring to Kentucky. His time in the pros, it's just incredible. I think it's worth the time if you guys want to get a subscription. I think they still have a special going on with The Athletic, and I'm not advertising for The Athletic. They don't even know that I exist, hardly. But you can get it for like $250 a month for a year. It's absolutely incredible, but I thought it was a great piece here. And um, he says that he's chasing discomfort, plain and simple, and he enjoys being at BYU. He's living in Provo. Uh, He's building his roster the way he wants, and I think it's awesome to think uh, of of people like Seth Davis paying attention to Mark Pope. Pope's a salesman. He understands his his job to make sure that the the program is out there in the media, and having guys like Seth Davis writing about him, I think it's a great piece to have, and I'm hopeful that BYU basketball has the opportunity uh, to really grow under Mark Pope. I'm hopeful that he's able to overcome some of the disadvantage the disadvantages that BYU has. I think he's done a good job retooling this roster, getting guys like Jake Toulson. I did not mean that to be a pun there. Uh, guys like Richard Harward, some of the guys he brought from UVU over, also hitting the recruiting trail hard, going to West Africa to visit uh, Maddie Sissoko's parents, getting a guy like Blaze Neal to join BYU as a professional. BYU is a preferred walk-on. I think that Mark Pope is on a good track early on. We'll see how it goes. He's got a lot to prove. He hasn't even coached a game for BYU as the head coach, and so we'll see what happens. But I would encourage you guys, go read this piece in The Athletic on Mark Pope. I thought it was a great thing. Uh, to see this and we'll see what happens uh, with BYU basketball going forward he talks a lot about growing up in Washington going to Kentucky and really embracing the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints so plain and simple that story I think was worth worth the subscription price for this month for me personally I encourage you guys to go out and check it out all right we'll be back tomorrow with more on BYU football day number 92 counting you down to the holy war a lot to break down for you as always and thank you guys once again for downloading this show subscribing rating reviewing following along check us out on the Himalaya podcast app it's a fantastic new app always got new features added in curated playlist you can actually share your playlist with friends if you have friends that are interested in what you're listening to you can share that with them it's a great way to go about podcasting i encourage you guys to check us out the locked on podcast network and locked on cougars on the himalaya podcast app we are also brought to you today by our good friends at hotels.com let's have you on board as an advertiser on the podcast as well if you're interested in that please reach out to us locked on byu at gmail.com love to have your brand or your company advertised on this podcast and also if you want to follow along the show on social media media facebook instagram and twitter at locked on cougars my personal twitter feed at jacob c hatch more tomorrow this has been locked on cougars may 28th 2019